Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Three, two, one. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. That's way. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Yeah! It's time to get fired up, TGIF, ladies and gentlemen. We got family, or I keep saying that, we got Fantasy Feud tonight, Ultimate (laughs) DFS, we got Week 9 Breakdown, all kind of great stuff tonight. We got our wonderful guest in the building, he's here to take on the champ. The champ might be a little scared. He's not in just yet, so who knows? Let's start with our introductions. Welcome into the studio, Justin Jesus Herrera. Oh, uh, yes, sir. TSS Fantasy, what's up? It is Friday. Gotta love it. I mean, if you're chilling with us now, you might as well chill with us a little bit later on on Sunday morning with the Wake Up TSS uh, fantasy episode. So what you got to do, you got to hit that bell to get notified of that episode. Push that subscribe button because we will be having another giveaway coming around. Maybe a super secret Jersey giveaway. Maybe, oh, maybe, but you know, we're going to bring something because we do it for the people. We love the people and we are the fantasy show of the people, the fantasy show, the people indeed. Let's also welcome to the studio. Nick, you got Flandern Macaronis. Right, and after you go and check out that little bell, hit on the YouTube, go to tssfantasy.com, check out our rankings, uh, then click on, again, as Justin already said, click on to Sunday morning and get your last-minute lineups because I heard it right. If you're not doing everything you can in between the hours of 11 and 12.58, you are not trying to win your fantasy league. You know, that is very good advice, Nick. I definitely like that indeed. Our guest is in the building. Let's welcome. I didn't even call him a guest. More like family. I meant to say that if they were both in. But just DJ's here. He's still family. Welcome into the studio. DJ from High and Low Sports. Welcome, brother. Always glad to be here. I missed you guys. It's been a little bit while. My while my brain's been getting a little deflated. I haven't got a chance to put it to use. So I'm glad to be back here and hanging out with you guys. I look forward to this. It's always, it's always a pleasure. No better way to start the week. 
We absolutely love seeing you here. Travis Sumter's already in the building. He said he's actually amped with excitement and simultaneously watching the Mavericks game as well. Colts Martin, give it the commission. Yo, how's it going? It's going well. We, we appreciate you checking in tonight and all of our fine guests tonight. As everyone alluded to, hit the subscribe button, hit the notifications button, go to tssfantasy.com, do all the good things, but also go to Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code TSS. We're going to double that deposit up to $100. Lots of fun contests gone all weekend long. Make sure you check that out. All right, we like I said, got a lot of stuff to get into. Let's start with a little bit of news. So if you have, or if you drafted Jonathan Taylor, number one overall, <laughs> you got ghosted. You got ghosted. Oh, okay. we're, past, we're past Halloween, my bad. Uh, we're good, though. We're good. Yeah, I mean, wow. Uh, so he is out again. Um, big, big time news. Actually, let's go to GJ for his thoughts on this real quick. Um, you know, you're a Colts fan, right? So let's get your thoughts on Jonathan Taylor. And I like the way Mr. Jackson's come in and filled in. But what are, you, what are your thoughts overall on Jonathan Taylor? From a non-fantasy perspective, I wish they just sit in the rest of the year because nothing good's going to happen when you have a nagging ankle injury at this point that's re-aggravating every other week, and your offensive line is about as thick as wet downy tissue paper at this point. It's not get opening a whole lot. I do like Jackson in relief duty, especially Gary and Naeem Hines as well, too. They do have Philip Lindsay, who has seen like two carries against his former team in Denver, so if they're not going to let him beat up on his former team, I don't see why they're going to utilize him here. And on top of that, Zach Moss is, has, what, like 17 carries in two years, it feels like, between the injury and just not getting utilized a lot. So I agree with you. I like Deion Jackson a lot. I think he can get you double-digit points. It is in New England, and we know New England, especially with young quarterbacks, they do, Bill Belichick is like a kid in a candy store with young quarterbacks. He always schemes up something and makes it difficult. And as we'll talk, we'll talk about a little bit later, but they have not beat New England since two, in New England since 2005. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be a rough day for everybody in Indianapolis as well, too. So... If I'm going to pick somebody, I agree with you. Deion Jackson be the guy, and Jonathan Taylor, just, just sit on the rest of the year. Nothing good's going to happen if you keep playing. <laughs> I mean, it might be time to – well, I don't even know if he could sell high at this point, but it might be time to kick rocks. At least, you know, he, he has name value um, at the very least, so he couldn't end up with a nice package if you do try to trade him. Um, all right, let's talk about some of the other guys that are out. Keenan Allen again out. No Mike Williams. So here we go, Joshua Palmer. Keep hearing this name. I've heard it about 20 different times. Joshua Palmer, that tells me DeAndre Carter is the guy to pick up this week. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so one of those guys is definitely going to fill in this week, so we'll definitely have to find out. Travis wanted to give us an update that Jordan said the power is out and he's not going to be able to make it tonight. I think he's just scared, Travis. I really think that's what it is. He knew he had a brain coming in tonight, so he got a little nervous on the feud. All right, so let's talk about some other stuff. Um, Corey Davis is out. Who cares? It's the Jets. Um, also, Devonta Parker's out. Who cares? It's the Patriots. Um, Ryan Tannehill is going to be a game-time decision, although I had him as my start of the week this week um, because, again, playing from behind, KC's defense isn't all that great. So hopefully he plays, and he might be my start of the week still. Who knows? Um, also, James Conner, another da- game-time decision. He's someone else that people got kind of got ghosted on this year where it was just like, you know, when does this guy play? You know what I mean? It's like it's he's been in and out. It's been Eno, Benjamin. I mean, it's just craziness. Michael Thomas, heard about that. That was a couple days ago, out for the season now. 
with no Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave becomes a good play at least for this week. I don't. I, I, well, I'm, I shouldn't say that. Is Jar? Do we know if Jarvis Landry's for sure in or out this week? Do we know? Does anyone? I think it's a game a, time. So he's it's another game, game time. time. So there we go. I didn't even write him down. So, but Chris Olave, no matter what, um, proven to be um, a decent a target could be in fact the uh, at least the wide rec- wide receiver rookie of the year um, thus far. Rashad Bateman, he is actually now out for the season as well. So bye bye Rashad. Um, some other guys, you know, you might want to look for it. I think, you know, when we talk about this later, Isaiah likely to me is like the smash start at tight end this week because you don't have the receiver now. You don't have maybe not have Andrews. This guy lines up in the slot sometimes. He's he's good. So somebody to look out for this week. Chuba Hubbard, not out again. So Dante Foreman, he becomes the guy again. Um, let's see what else do I got. Damon Harris, he's also, I think he's a game time. Darren Waller, he's what? He's out. He is now out. Okay, so Rashad Stevenson becomes big up there. What about Darren Waller? What was the latest on him? Because I heard he, that was questionable, too. Did you hear an out or in for him? Uh, okay. I did not, but even if he's in, he's still out. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jacksonville's not all that great of a defense, so he might be a decent play if he ends up going. Questionable. Yeah, he's still questionable. So we still got um, Devonta Adams. He'll probably get back on track this week. I mean, Hunter Repro, honestly. Oh. You didn't say um, DeAndre Carter is dealing with an illness, so That's, he right. may be questionable as well. Right. So Oof. then Joshua Palmer becomes pretty much their only receiver at that point. I don't know who else they're going to bring up. Everett. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's pretty. Yeah, you're right. So there's two two smash starts, at least for the Chargers this week. So last night um, we saw the Eagles 29-17. We all picked them. We knew it was going to be a smash. I was kind of worried about Jalen, but he played well. 249, two TDs, 23 rush yards. Miles Sanders, we all liked him. He had 93 yards and a TD. And I almost felt last night when I was watching that game, it was like they could have just literally just lined the ball up and just ran the entire time. Like, I just felt like they were almost forcing the pass. Like, if they just lined up and just ran the ball, they just could have ran it down their throat the whole time. Um, Texans defense is just atrocious. Goddard was the big guy, eight receptions, 100 yards, and a TD. A.J. Brown still had a good night, four receptions, 59 yards, and a touchdown. Um, and, again, I think Nick said it the best. The only person viable on the Texas team is Damian Pierce, 139 yards, and that was pretty much it. Although Davis Mills, in the beginning of that game, did surprise a little bit with a couple of uh, touchdowns. Um, touchdowns, And then a couple of he was he was hitting Dorsett a few times as well, so he looked pretty decent. Chris Moore had a decent game. He did also. You're correct. So there was two receivers. Just something to take note. I don't know what this Brandon Cook situation's like. Nico Collins been in and out of the lineup. So those two guys might be somebody you might want to look at, depending on what goes on. Yes, sir. Oh, on that note, for the for the Eagles, if you traded for Devonta Smith, you got ghosted. <laughs> yeah, you would have got. You would have gotten somebody ghosted if you just would have listened. All right, we got a lot of stuff to get into. Let's get to the weekly breakdown. Breakdown! All right, we're going to start with our guest first tonight. And, you know, I already said he was a Colts fan. So let's just start right there with that one. Colts at any, or excuse me, at New England. You just talked about them not winning there for for a while. Against the um, fantasy uh, quarterbacks, the Colts are 13th. They are 14th versus the running back. They are second against receiver and 22nd against tight ends. New England, 20th against quarterbacks, third against running backs, 15th versus receiver, and 30th versus tight end. 
Give me some guys you like and don't like, my brother, in this matchup, DJ. Well, for the Colts, it's just about everybody I don't like at this point, considering their offense has been absolutely atrocious all year. But if I do have to take someone offensively, we did mention Jackson a little bit earlier. But I kind of look at the tight end spot, as you mentioned. They have New England has been absolutely abysmal against tight ends. So I'm looking at either Jelani Woods or Mo Ali Cox. It's kind of split your hairs because which when you pick one, the other one's going to be the one that scores. Either way, they're going to find a way to let you down. But Jelani Woods has been the guy finding the end zone this year. I think he's got two scores already. So I lean towards that. Sam Ellinger, young quarterback, his second start. Nothing, nothing like a big tight end for for a young quarterback. Jelani's like six seven and runs a four or five against a miserable defense. I'll take my chances that the Colts can even get in the red zone for him to possibly get into the end zone as well. So for the Colts, I'll look at Jelani Woods, and we're gonna stick with the same theme. We're gonna go with for we're gonna go with Hunter Henry for the New England Patriots. If you have him, he's probably been a little hit and miss. He's a little shaky as all tight ends not named Travis Kelsey have been this year, it feels like. So I, I like the I like the idea of going with Hunter Henry or even Jonu Smith, since the Colts are bad against both tight ends. I think if you have either one of those, they could be a player this week. Either's your tight end or a flex if for some reason you have two tight ends. Yeah, when Damian Harris out, Ramondre Stevenson, I think he's a probably a smash start in this one too. Um, you know, at least because just for volume. Um, and you know, you talked about Deion Jackson earlier, like him as a play this week. Look, it's five Mageddon. You're looking for backs. We got them in this matchup because they're pretty much the only solo guys. So that's the ones you guys want to start. You got all talking about volume. All right, let's go on to the next matchup. Open my book here. Hold on, Justin. Jay. I just want to bring, bring up one thing for DJ. Yes, sir. Okay, so before or after the se- season does Frank Reich get fired as a Colts fan? I'm going to say they get him to the end of the season. Since they just re-signed him, I think they're going to give him a chance to see what he can do, if they can at least look respectable. I think they'll I think they'll give him to the end of the season unless they get like forty nothing or something like that at some point. As long as nothing is completely embarrassing. Yeah, I mean the switch from Ryan to Ellinger was a bit of surprise, but um, you know, we'll see if it ends up working out and if he end up I just thought I I'm just assuming Ryan would be better, but again, I'm not coaching this team, so what the hell do I know? But then they just fired their own because that O line is trash. Right. That O line is garbage. And, and Matt Ryan's not uh, very nimble in his legs in his in his <laughs> early years. Statuesque. <laughs> Statuesque, I, Statuesque, I believe, is the word. Statuesque is a good word. All right, let's go to Justin on this next one. The Chargers go to Atlanta for this good, interesting matchup. We were just talking about these injuries um, to the receiving core of the Chargers. against Defensively, against quarterbacks, they're 18th. Running backs are 30th. Wide receivers, 23rd and 19th versus tight end. All that money in the offseason. Oh, God, that was wasted. Atlanta, 27th against quarterbacks, 21st against running backs, 31st against receivers. Again, Joshua Palmer. Tight ends, they're 20th. Let's say you, my friend, guys you like and don't like. So I did a little research on this one because I was interested to see how Justin Herbert pans without jo- or without Keenan Allen because we always just see – we seem like it's like – the end of the world that he doesn't have Keenan Allen and it's really not I mean there was a two-point difference in between games that, the 31 games that he had with Keenan Allen and the eight games that he had without Keenan Allen he was averaging 22 without him 24 with him I just don't know I mean I think it's more or less we've been kind of taking into account that Herbert hasn't been the world beater that we thought he was going to be still got four QB1 finishes he does have this this is something I noted his lowest yards per attempt of his career was 6.5. That's kind of almost getting into the Ben Roethlisberger range of the past couple of years. Um, he yeah, he's just, he doesn't 
<laughs> he just doesn't he doesn't have the, a deep threat right now and Josh Palmer is not going to alleviate that he's only averaging six uh yards per catch right now and actually six yards per target I'm sorry but the one guy who's been helping with him is Austin Eckler Austin Eckler has been awesome he has three number one overall performances that's number one overall not just RB1 in the past four games He's been absolutely fantastic in the receiving game, leading running backs with 54 receptions. I, I'm smashing Herbert Eckler, and if I have to, I'm putting Palmer in as a low-end flex, not expecting too much from this one, just hoping that there's a connection to be developed there. And then Everett. I think Everett is the real guy here to go after in like DFS lineups. If you have uh, somebody on a bye, go get Everett. Eight red zone targets has him at number four, and I think that's going to go up. He also lines up in the slot, the third most of all tight ends. So I think that if there's anybody who's going to have a bigger than expected day, it's going to be Everett. On the Atlanta side, 28 attempts. Mariota had a great day last week. I don't expect that for the rest of the season. Um, I think that was just game script got out of control for them. Patterson not activated yet, so it's probably going to be an Algier Huntley day again. Um, the, uh, the splits for them has been um, 29% to 57% for Algier. Algier also gets the targets. So I am going to say Algier is a good low-end flex. Huntley, if you really are in a pinch, like say Russell Gage is your guy to flex, I would say put Huntley in over him. Uh, this is a rush defense that you can attack. And like Kamish said, you spent a lot of money and you got no results from it. They're just as bad as last year. Um, and then Drake London, 6.9 points since his breakout has been his average. Absolutely terrible. You got to almost start him as a flex just because of the name value. But it's kind of getting to that point where it's Kyle Pitts level where you're like, do I really have to start him anymore? Can I think about putting him on my bench? Next thing you're going to think about is dropping him. Don't do that just yet. And then Kyle Pitts, um, looking through Kyle Pitts stats, he has top, he has three top performances and it's only 10 points. So that's really the tight end landscape. You only need 10 points to get a top performance. Uh, I'll bank it. I'll start Kyle Pitts and bank on him getting at least 10 points this week. So for me, I'm going to, you know, put Drake London as he's going to be an out. He would be a low end flex at the best. And then everybody else, I'm just going to go with that. I think it's a fantasy bonanza game. I think we're going to see a lot this week. All right. Let's go to the next matchup, Nick. America's team, the Miami Dolphins, going to Chicago to face the reasserting Bears. Against fantasy quarterbacks, Miami's 26th. They are 24th against running backs, 22nd against receivers, 23rd against tight ends. Chicago, they're 9th against QBs, 28th versus running backs, 6th versus receivers, and 8th versus tight ends. Nick, give me some guys you like and don't like in the matchup. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Yeah. Oh, Russell Gage is out, so he cannot be a flex this, this week. So <laughs> big decisions there. Right. <laughs> uh, so uh, on on the come up, let's start on Chicago side. Um, Justin Fields, he's he's having a, a resurgence this year. He's got three three top tens in week eight against Washington. He had nineteen point four. Week seven, he had he was your fifth overall quarterback with twenty four and a half against New England. And week eight, just last week, he was your fifth ranked quarterback with twenty six points against Dallas. So uh, he he is a he's good for he's good for a prime streamer. If if your quarterback is on a bye, Justin Fields is going to be your number one option. I just picked him up this this week because my quarter quarterback next week is on a bye, and uh, he plays Detroit next week. So pick up Justin Fields. Mm. On the other side of the ball, let's go uh, Tagovailoa. He's had two top tens this 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 week. Um, his magical second half in week two against Baltimore, he was the second-ranked quarterback that, that week was scoring 40 points. I don't know who scored uh, more than 40 points in, in week two. Someone researched that, one of our producers. But uh, if you score 40 points and you're in second place, you are doing a lot. So – <laughs> so anyway, uh, and then his other week uh, was last week. He was number one. He, it's tw- 29 against Detroit. So again, um, Tua is a start this week against that, that defense, as Cooper said. Their defense is not good. It's softest against running backs. So this br- brings up Raheem Mostert. And I say Raheem Mostert because I don't think Jeff Wilson is going to get a whole lot of time this, this week considering he just got there. Yeah, I know he's got history with uh, McDaniel, but it's a it's a different if it's, it's a different playbook. If they say, "Okay, Raheem, just take just take the ball and run straight," okay, that might work. What maybe like once or twice, but I'm gonna still go with Mostert. He had two top tens this week. Uh, he was tenth uh, against the Jets with 18 and seven against Pittsburgh with um, 16.9. So. 
And then, of course, the receivers. You're going to start the receivers. Every Miami Dolphins big week was week two against Baltimore and week eight against Detroit. And they're going to have another big week this week against against Chicago. Uh, the only guy on offense like for Miami that, I, that I'm that i shaky on is Gesicki. And it's only because uh, the, the Bears are uh, 10th against tight ends. And even though the – the Bears are sixth against receivers. It's Jalen and Waddle. If you'd be an idiot not to start either one of them. Yeah, they've been <clears throat> excuse me, they've been really um good against uh, receivers this year, but not this weekend, but yeah. No, right. no, no, no. Let's go, DJ, for your next one. Minnesota at Washington against quarterbacks. Minnesota's twenty third. Running backs, though, they're seventh. Uh, 24th against receivers and twenty-sixth versus tight ends. Washington, twenty-second versus quarterbacks. 20th versus running backs, 26th versus receiver, numero uno against tight ends with the newly acquired TJ Hawkinson. Give me some guys you like and don't like. Before we get into that, it was Lamar Jackson was week two as the highest score in that exact same game. So ah. that, was the, that was the fantasy quarterback's wet dream in that game. So that was the, the one. Brains here. The well, we, the had, we had men. Man meat and wet dream in the same week. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to fit in at this point. I just want to fit in. With that. But for, for this game in particular, when we look at I think it's going to be a lot of fantasy points in Minnesota and Washington. I think both defenses, you rattle off the stats. They're not exactly stout. They're very timely takeaways for their teams, basically. I'm looking at the receivers because you mentioned both of them are in the bottom 10 for receivers. Obviously, Terry McLaurin and Justin Jefferson. If you have them on your team, they're starting every week. So that's not really a surprise there. I like KJ Osborne for the Vikings. He's let down many of fantasy owners the last couple years, primarily me. Whenever I start him, he doesn't show up, and when I bench him, he gets 20. But I think this year he started to kind of take the reins from Adam Thielen as that receiver too, both with injuries and just a little bit of decline. So I think KJ Osborne has a good chance to find the end zone and maybe get some of those receiver two yards this week as well. I like TJ Hawkinson. He's going to be great in Minnesota, but not this week, as you mentioned, number one against tight ends, and you're just, you just got traded over. So you still play him probably if you have him, but if you have a better option, I would look there as well. For Washington, I like Curtis Samuel a lot. I know he's also kind of a disappointment sometimes, but no Jahan Dotson it looks like this week. We already know Terry McLaurin's going to get his. Curtis Samuel's started to get a little bit more burn the last few weeks in the air and on the ground. So I do like Curtis Samuel's maybe flex option in that game as well. And for tight ends, Washington doesn't really have a tight end that stands out to me, so I'm not really sure if you could take advantage of them with that because none of Washington's tight ends really – Scream for scream, take me, take me. But I think this is a week Antonio Gibson could possibly step up as well. Too, he's I know Ryan Robinson's the main running back, but Antonio Gibson in a passing game, I think, could get a little bit of action, maybe get you like 10 or 11 points in like a flex spot if you're really, really desperate. I like he, I like he. A big shout out to Bandy's typing in saying, What's up, TSS people? Fourth in flex, gonna be in next week for the feud. Actually, got a little something planned set up for them. All right, let's go on. We've talked about a few games. Let's talk about some guys on our own teams that we like, what we like to call our homer picks. All right, well, Nick, I guess your team already played, and since you don't associate with the Steelers anymore, you don't get a homer pick. Justin, um, oh, and the Niners aren't Bye even week. playing? Oh, Bye my week. God. So it's just me and DJ this week. DJ, give me your dope homer pick of the week. 
Well, I did mention how much I hate everybody on the Colts this year, so that is a <laughs> tough one to choose from right now. We mentioned Deion Jackson, so I'm gonna, I'll leave that one alone. But just for fun, I'm going to go with the rookie Alec Pierce because I think he started to find a little bit of a groove. He found it with Matt Ryan, and unfortunately switching quarterbacks I think might have stunted that a little bit. But I think this week New England's going to throw a lot of goofy things. I think it's – I wouldn't be surprised if it's a bit of a route, which is still good for fantasy because that means you get garbage time points. So I can see Alec Pierce maybe picking on that number two corner spot in New England as well since most attention's on Pittman. So I'm, I'm kind of banking on garbage time in this one because I think Sam Ellinger's going to have a rough start to the day. Both his mobility, broken plays. I think you could find Alec Pierce on maybe a random – a few big play shots, a few maybe a few first downs, conversions, that sort of thing. So I'll go with Alec Pierce as someone I kind of like, but as I mentioned, I don't really love anybody in this match as well. Like, <laughs> if I had to pick someone, it's Deion Jackson one, but get, I'll take Alec Pierce at two. It's funny because I – you know what? I have Alex Pierce in another league, and I was debating on whether to have him in the lineup because I'm like, you know, Bill, what's he going to scheme for? Like, you know, I'm trying to get in Bill's head like I could ever – um, you know, and it's like I could just see him busting one little quick one down the seam or something just to kind of get through that Bill's defense or, uh, you know, Bill and Bill's head anyway, uh, Patriots defense. So I kind of like I like that sneaky pick for me. I'm going to make it easy. The Bears are bad against running backs. Let's go Raheem Mostert, obviously. So I, I think that's, that's like the fifth week in a row you said Raheem Mostert. <laughs> He's been in, he's been in every flex lineup I've had, or excuse me, any uh, DFS lineup I've had. It's always Raheem Mostert for me. He very he very rarely comes through, but I think this is the week. Don't he's gonna be my homer pick of the week. All right, you see how like I said, wait segue right there, Justin. Let's move on to our next matchup. Justin, we'll go to you. I gotta find where the hell I'm at on this page here because we got all kind of mixed around a little bit with Jordan being out. Carolina at Cincinnati. So Carolina, this could be an interesting game. They're 16th against quarterbacks, 26 versus running backs, 19th versus receivers, 16th versus tight ends. Cincinnati, they're fifth versus quarterbacks, ninth versus the running back, 12th versus receiver, and ninth for tight ends. Great defense overall. What do you think, Justin? Guys you like and don't like in this one? So as I mentioned earlier in the week, this is kind of a – a match made in hell for the Bengals because they just got off playing this exact same team, but they call themselves the Cleveland Browns. You know, you've got a backup quarterback. You've got a running back who can go ham sandwich on you and doesn't do much in the passing game. You've got a good wide receiver, and you've got a good defense on the other side. And that was the formula last week for the smash, you know, surprise win for the Browns over the Bengals. I don't think it's going to be – you know, as cut and dry this week, obviously Carolina might show more of what Carolina really is and not what we've been seeing out of this miracle run that they've had. I'm not starting PJ Walker. I know everybody's like, start him, start him. He's, he's doing good. I, I agree. He is doing good, but that, that's got to come down at some point. This guy was kicked out of the XFL. Trust me. I started him last year. He was no good last year. Eventually it's going to come back down to earth, but Donta Foreman. I am behind Deonta Foreman. This man is a legit monster. He came out of Texas a monster. He just had some bad luck with the Achilles. Um, he was a monster last year when Derrick Henry was out. I am with Deonta Foreman. Three touchdowns last week. That's not a fluke. Uh, hundred. He's gotten two hundred and I think sixty-three yards since you know CMC has left the building. He has just been automatic. He has been. Uh, playing with house money, as they would say, and playing for that next contract. And I think if he continues this pace, he'll be getting it with somebody else next year. Um, 
DJ Moore. This one's a hard one because I really like DJ Moore. I really want him to succeed. But if PJ Walker doesn't succeed, I don't think I can say that DJ Moore is going to succeed. I think that Cincinnati is going to be able to handle him. They're going to be able to bracket him. I am leaving DJ Moore out of my lineups this week. I know a lot of people go, what? Well, he's gotten 28 targets since Baker Mayfield is officially retired and gone to the XFL. Please retire and go to the XFL, Baker. We don't need you anymore. Um, one guy I'm kind of low-key, you know, thinking about waiver wire as far is Terrace Marshall. You know, this is not a start or sit or anything like that. He's it's a watch. It's a watch list type of guy. He did nine targets last week. We'll see what he can do out of the slot. Cincinnati, I'm starting Joe Mixon, even though, like Nick says, he loves to run into his offensive linemen. Um, I'm going ahead with T. Higgins, going with Joe Burrow, Tyler Boyd, smash started over, and then <laughs> he would be the PJ Walker of the XFL. <laughs> Man, that's perfect. You can catch that at two weeks. And then Hayden Hurst is the one guy I'm iffy on because I don't know. They didn't prove volume wise that they could evenly distribute it against the Browns. Maybe that was just a fluke game, first game without Jamar Chase. But I got to see it before I can believe it. So I'm going to leave Hayden Hurst out of my lineups this week. All right. Well, let's see. I mean, again, without Jamar Chase, someone's got to step up. Is it Boyd? Is it Higgins? Is it somebody else besides Hayden Hurst? We'll see. Joe Mixon could be. Speaking of that, we got a question here, Justin, that just popped up. And I just wanted to ask you because it just brought up with Mixon that it came in. It's a grade this trade. Who would win this trade right here? Who do you think? So they would. One team is sending Joe Mixon and Devonta Smith, and the other team is getting Eli, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, and AJ Brown. Who do you think would win that? Um, I mean, I'm gonna go with AJ Brown. I even if even if Zeke is injured right now and on a bye week, uh, yeah. I'm still gonna take AJ Brown because he's the best player in that trade. This I was offered it to this guy, and he declined it. That's the ace. You know why? Because he's so worried. He's not even in my conference, but he's so worried that I'm going to get five titles. He's afraid to trade with me. So, no. Also, Nick, are you, are you low on running backs? Is that why? No. No. It was first of all because I didn't want Zeke Elliott with, with a, a knee injury and losing timeshare to uh, Tony Pollard. It's number one. Nick, you, Mr. Anatomy, should know what a contusion It's an MCL sprain. Whatever. Tomato, no, whatever. Tomato. Nick, do you know Jerry Jones? He will never go away from Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> I just, I had to bring this up. This I oh, needed so- a running back. I was desperate for a running back. That's why I offered the. Tr- I actually, we were. I actually went for James Robinson first. Like it was his low hanging fruit. He wanted. We were going back and forth, and I'm like, you know, I'm not really confident in Robinson this week. He ends up trading him and some and and Michael Pittman for Antonio Gibson, which don't even get me started on that. So then I'm like, all right, well, you got a starter for this week. Here's Zeke. He said, oh, you want A.J. Brown? He didn't think I'd offer up A.J. Brown, which I go ahead and decide. I was like, you know what? I'll get – give me Devonta Smith so I get my stack still. And I want Joe Mixon, you know, for the running back. Oh, yeah, it doesn't really work out in my in my little calculator here. It doesn't really work out. So, anyway. Nick, okay. Nick, oh, wait, 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 wait. Somebody who just said Devonta Smith just ghosted people. Right. Exactly. <laughs> he did. So wait a minute, wait a minute. He, you didn't you didn't hear the counter offer. 
I offered him up Joe Burrow and Leonard Fournette for Hertz and Brown. And I went to some some of our guests that we had experts on the show, and they said, take that all, all day. And Mr. Cooper here said, uh, no, Hertz, right, is, not, Hertz I, is a no-go. Hertz is a no-go. Right. I don't want Burrow, who's got no Jamar Chase right now, so he's not he's on second the second point scorer in the league, summer, but that's fine. Excuse me. I spent all summer talking about Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown. And you think I'm just going to just trade them away right now? Yeah, no. That's why you're two and six. All right. Okay. Let's get on and on. That's oh, why you oh. won the toilet bowl last year, too. So that's very right. good. That was last very year. Very good. We're talking about this year when you're two and six. Oh. And that's why, because you're making horrible decisions. All yep. right. We got a feud to get in. We're, we're having a feud now. Let's get into a feud, right? It's time to play the feud. Just Jordan ain't here to defend the title. Guys. Yo, so the no. title is up for grabs. He wants to take our Twitter war. Hey, hey, let let me control this thing and let's have you two do the feud. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, you don't know the question, so. All right, guys, it's time I'll to play the feud. Let's get it on. Uh, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. It's going to be a long game. It's fantasy feud time. We got the brain in the building, so I don't think it's going to be a long one tonight. We're going to start with quarterbacks, and we're going to start with last week. Top five answers on the board, if you're ready. Give me the top five quarterbacks who made the most red zone attempts last week. Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. All right. Pressure's on now. Uh, (laughs) Try Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. This might be a long game. Is Brad over there? <laughs> um, Kurt Cousins. Kurt Cousins. You take the first round so far. Kurt Cousins is number three. He had seven attempts in the red zone. There are two other people tied with him. And um, if I had the X right now, Bandy, eh, you'd be wrong too. All right, Justin, you control. What else you got? Uh, let's go with the guy he played. Tua! Tua! Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's see. It's going to be a long game. Yeah. <laughs> I know it ain't a uh, car. Okay. All right, what else you got, Justin? <laughs> You got you got, you got one strike, and you got Kirk Cousins at number three. Who else you got? Uh, all right. Um, let's go with Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> of all the quarterbacks in the league, you go there. Jacoby. Uh, he had a big game last week. Um, let's see. 
Let's see. Mm. Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers! <laughs> oh, hell no! DJ, you are up, my friend, and you got a lot of meat on this QB bone. There is number one, two, four, and five left at your disposal. Uh, let's try Justin Fields. I feel like they stuttered in the red zone a bit. Justin Fields. Shoot. Sorry, my fingers are making this thing go wrong. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. The brain steals round one. Justin Fields is in at number, well, he's tied down here with number three. He also had seven attempts along with Kirk Cousins. Um, we got a couple guesses here as well. Stafford, incorrect. And Geno Smith is also incorrect. Boy, you better tighten up your skills, Manny, before you come on Fancy Feud next week. So the rest of the list, number one, get ready for this, Tom Brady. He had... 14 attempts in the red zone last week. I was about floored to see that. Lamar Jackson, number two at nine. Um, Kirk Cousins, seven. We saw Justin Fields. And the last one tied with seven, Kenny Pickett this, of the Steelers with seven attempts in the red zone. Believe it or not. All right, let's go to question. <laughs> let's go to question number two on this list. Now we're going to go to the running backs. So you need that common theme here. So running backs last week. Give me the running backs, top five answers on the board. The running backs who had the most yards in the red zone last week. Deonta Foreman. Deonta Foreman. He is numero uno on this list. Number one with 47 yards in the red zone last week. Very impressive. All right, Justin, you took you took the control. What else you got? Kamara. Alvin Kamara. Kamara. Checking my sloppy writing as I delay. Uh, no, he is not on this list, unfortunately. Hmm. Tony See Pollard? Tomorrow. Tony Pollard. He's number two with 25 yards in the red zone last week. Nick Chubb. Nick, want to have a chubb? All right, so no Nick Chubb. So you got three, four, and five that's left on this list and two strikes. Mm, Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. (laughs) 
I have never heard someone say so many wrong things, one after the other, consecutively in a row. All right, not as much meat as last time, but there's a little bit of meat on here. Brain, what you got? You got three, four, five with the most yards in the red zone for a running back last week. Well, when when you say meat, the first thing that comes to my head is Derrick Henry. So I'm going to go with Derrick Henry because it'd be weird not to pick the king. So, oh, it sounded like I gave my hint. Justin might be getting swept out by the brain tonight. Yeah, so Derrick Henry was number four, tied with Kenneth Walker. Both of them had 18 yards. Number three on this list, Khalil Herbert, 25 yards in the red zone last week. All right, we're getting nitty-gritty now. You better get ready, Justin. Here we go, round three, going to receiver. And I want to know the same question. Top five answers on the board. Give me the receivers who had the most yards in the red zone last week. How about Romeo Dobbs? He had a couple nice plays in the red zone in that game. Romeo Dobbs. That is correct. He is number two on the list with 19 yards in the red zone last week. All right. Uh, let's go with Cooper Cup because I feel like you can't ever go wrong with Cooper Cup, right? Let's go. Let's go. Oh, sorry, I got I accidentally clicked on the response there. <laughs> so let's go to Cooper Cup. I got to look at the list at the same time. There we go. There's too much going on. All right, Cooper Cup. He's number four on this list. 16 yards in the red zone last week. Okay. Who? You said Tom Brady had the most attempts, right, for a quarterback? That is, that is correct. Let's try Mike Evans then. I feel like that makes sense. One of those receivers has to be up there. Mike Evans. All right, so that did not go the way I planned, so I'm going to double down on it. We're going to try Julio Jones this time. We're just going to go down this list until I fall out. This was the biggest (laughs) surprise on this list. Julio Jones. You got to be kidding me. He's actually number one. After last week, he had 21 yards in the red zone, believe it or not. Yeah, so Julio Jones one, Romeo Dobbs two, Cooper Cup three. You're missing three (sighs) and five on the list. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, now I'm running out of ideas. That was, that was literally my panic button and it worked. It was supposed to be the one that gets me out of here, but, uh, (laughs) how about Darnell Mooney? I guess you are also incorrect and Darnell Mooney. I got to get back to the thing. Darnell Mooney. No Darnell Mooney on the list, my friend. So you got, like I said, you got number three and number five is on the list. All right, so you said Fields was in the top for red zone passing. So chance, sorry. Can Nikhil Harry? Uh, can you hear him? Whoa. I don't think he was still in the league. Nikhil Harry was number three last week in the league. He also had 17 yards. So you're missing number five. That's it. I don't even know. I got one, two, three, or four at this point. Uh, it's called Google. 
Yeah, I was going to say, Nikhil Harry is a little fishy. <laughs> 20 yards out. I mean, he's going by process of elimination from the QB. <laughs> How far down did he go? <laughs> he didn't go to Jacoby Brissett, that's for sure. Justin's just magged about to sweep him. Yeah, you got anything else? Uh, I'm running out of idea. I'm running out of steam here. Uh, Gabriel Davis? I don't know. Gabriel Davis? He's still Stop it. Get some help. All right, Justin. Not There's like a toothpick left on this moan. What do you got? Oh, do you have it, though? Do you have number five to keep yourself in this matchup? Well, toothpicks don't go on bones, and I'm just going to go with Jalen Waddle. Why not? Jalen Waddle. Wrong. You're going to be surprised to know this one. And we have fourth another guest, Duvernay. That is also incorrect. Surprised to know Jacoby Myers. He was number five on this list with 14 yards in the red zone last week. Believe it or not. But what I can believe is tonight DJ swept Justin. Congratulations, my friend. You are tonight's winner. And we we already know this about Justin, but he is tonight's loser. So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. All right. Before we move on to our next one, we got a question here from Travis Unlimited. I'm going to leave this. Let's go to Nick because I went to Justin on the other one. He's got CMC, Mixon, Walker, and Montgomery. Would it be an L for me to trade Mixon for Jonathan Taylor, hoping he shows up at the end of the season? Would you let, let you have Mixon, Nick? Would you trade Mixon for Taylor? Not today. No, <laughs> no, I would not take. No, no, I leave that one. I'd be no. The answer is no. <laughs> I think, no. and I think the biggest point um, to kind of dig into your no analysis is that the offense is much better on the Cincinnati side versus the Colts, unsure of the quarterback. So why not? Are they stacking the box? There aren't. They're well, not afraid of the pass right now. So again, also because Mixon is still playing and JT is not. Well, that's just right, and that's just one game. He's hoping for the. If you read the question, he was hoping for he shows I did up read at the it. end of the season. So it's that's what that was all with about. with his injury. No. Yeah, I mean, the ins and outs so far for him, especially, you know, how well, uh, how, excuse me, what an Ironman he's been throughout his career. So it's been kind of strange to see him on the shelf like that. All right, let's go on to some other matchups. Justin, let's go to you because I was completely lost my order. Raiders at the Jags. Raiders um, against fantasy QBs are 32nd dead last. Against running backs, 27th. Against receivers, 18th. Tight ends are 29th. Jags, they're 17th versus a QB. 25th versus a running back. 20th versus receivers. And 15th to tight ends. Who you like and don't like in the matchup? Uh, both the running backs, Etienne and Jacobs. Love them in this game. Uh, you hope that Jacobs gets more involved in the offense as far as passing goes. They totally pretty much pulled the offense last week after just – getting absolutely dismantled 
Uh, Devontae Adams, no flu. You hope that means that him and Derek Carr can get on the same page again. Uh, don't start Derek Carr. On the flip side, Trevor Lawrence does not look like a bad play this week. Um, you know, the Raiders have allowed the third most touchdowns passing and the second most rushing touchdowns to opposing quarterbacks. So he does both of those very well. So I would say that that's pretty much a good combo for him. Uh, Christian Kirk, uh, low end flex. You know, you're kind of just hoping that he gets the PPR numbers at this point. And then Evan Ingram, he's been on a tear lately with Trevor Lawrence. Love him out there. Uh, as far as the Raiders, others receiving options. Darren Waller, got to see it. Hunter Renfro, got to see it. Mac Hollins, I'm not going to predict it. So I would play Adams, Jacobs for the Raiders, and then just about everybody for the Jaguars. I think that's a definitely safe call there. Um, here's we got a question here. DJ, let's ask you this one. Uh, nonstop Philly Gaming, thanks for bringing in your questions. appreciate you. Um, they have Aaron Rodgers and Dak Prescott. Who do you like more going forward this season? That's weirdly tough, and if you'd asked me last year, it would have been a no-brainer. But this year, it seems like it's a lot tougher than I thought. I think I'd stick with Dak Prescott just because I feel like Aaron Rodgers has yet to climb out of this funk that he's in. And I feel like with Dak and the way the offense runs, he hits a lot of those weird red zone touchdowns as well, too, where they do play action and flick it to a tight end, even when they're up 21-9. to nine. So I, I'll take Dak for just those – and we know in garbage time, Dak's the king. So give me Dak just for more reliability and because Aaron Rodgers seems to be in a funk. And a little bit healthy at the uh, receiver um, as well. So, um, you know, Aaron's struggling to find that find that guy this year. All right, Nick, let's go to you. Um, did we do Tennessee at KC already? Did I bring that up already? No, we did not. I can't remember. I, like I said, I'm totally lost on my list. Uh, Tennessee at KC. Um, we got Tennessee against fantasy QBs are 24th against the running backs are second. Receivers 29th and against tight ends 24th. KC against quarterbacks are 31st. 18th versus running back. 30th versus receiver and 28th versus a tight end. What say you guys like you don't like as far as for Tennessee, nobody except Derrick Henry. Uh, there's there. I mean, you're going to play Robert Woods. Really? Yeah. Voluntarily. You can do that. So uh, the answer is no on that one. Uh, and on KC side, I would say play everybody. The one guy I'm really looking forward to see is if Nicole um, Harmon can, um, can still catch that lightning in a bottle, if you will, because last week uh, he had three touchdowns. Uh, let's see if he can continue that. And uh, one shaky thing about that running game, KC, you don't know who's showing up. So if if you have the opportunity, stay away from the KC backfield. And, of course, you go with Kelsey. And Juju, man, I don't know. <laughs> he's 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 so hit or miss uh low end flex i'm talking low end flex low 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 all right dj let's go to you on seattle at arizona seattle this could be a big fantasy bonanza um for sure on sunday seattle against quarterbacks or 21st 23rd against running backs third against receivers and dead last against tight ends arizona 29th against quarterbacks 14th versus running backs, 9th versus receiver, and 31st versus tight end. What say you? Give me some guys you like and don't like. 
So you did mention Arizona. They're giving up a lot of points to quarterbacks, but not a lot to receivers. So I would look at tight ends in that one. And Russell Wilson's not in Seattle, so you know tight ends are actually going to get to play a little bit in this matchup as well. And I like Will Disley in this matchup as well. For some reason, no fan was the hot commodity. Part of the trade should be kind of that freak tight end everyone wants to draft. But Will Disley has more touchdowns in him this year and has similar receptions. So Will Disley is like, a well, I don't have Travis Kelsey, so I need to find a tight end somewhere type of pick. And on the other side, I like Zach Ertz because, as you mentioned, the only team worse in Arizona against tight ends is Seattle. So I like Zach Ertz in that play. For running backs, I think you still play Kenneth Walker. You don't risk putting him on the bench at this point. I think he's established himself as uh, you play him if you have him almost every week sort of thing. Arizona, James Conner has let me down all season, and I refuse to play Eno Benjamin because as soon as I do, he'll get he'll get 0.5 points. So I'm going to avoid that as well. Receivers, you take DeAndre, if you, DeAndre Hopkins if you have him. I'd take my chance with Rondell Moore if I have to, but I don't I don't feel comfortable with it. And Seattle, if you have DK or Tyler Lockett, I play them. Even though Arizona's pretty good against receivers, the Geno Smith, they wrote him off and he did not write back. He's on a roll. I give those two guys a shot too. So pretty much I play anybody on Seattle and Arizona. I take I take my luck with the Titans. Since you were talking about this game, nonstop feeling gaming, actually another question. Um mm-hmm. Dak has the bye week, so he's got Geno and Rogers as options this week. Playing Rodgers against Detroit as a no-brainer, or do, should he go Geno? I'll take I'll take Rodgers against the Lions because the Lions have one of the historically worst defenses we've ever seen. And if he can't give you at least twenty on this one, I would I would probably not play Rodgers the rest of the year at that point. <laughs> That's what everyone keeps saying. If you can't come out in this game, you could definitely are having problems. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take a quick break from our breakdown, and we're going to come back and talk about ultimate DFS picks as well. But while we're taking our break, let's get our arms getting ready to flex. If we've been to the gym, it's time for fourth and flex from our boy Bandy. His flex starts of the week. That's right. Thank you, Coop. Bandy here with Bandy's Flex Starts of the Week. You've been paying attention. I've been helping you out in that flex spot area. So here we go again. Let's go with week nine. Bandy's Flex Starts of the Week. Let's get it started. First off, I've got Jamal Williams. Swift is just not right yet. He's trying to get back to being that guy. But until then, Jamal Williams is my Flex Start of the Week. Let's keep it rolling. Get the next one. We got Joshua Palmer. Keenan Allen, hurt. Mike Williams, hurt. Joshua Palmer, maybe the only viable option. We're going to find out. Throw him in there. Put him in that flex spot, baby. Move to the last guy. I've got Darnell Mooney. This guy was super high on draft boards coming into the season. Took a big dip, probably landed on the wire, but he's starting to trend up, 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 and away. Darnell Mooney, put him in there. Flex start of the week. Let's get it going. Guys, for more fantasy advice, fantasy fun, check out the 4th and Flex Fantasy Football Podcast right here on YouTube. What do you do for a living? I lift things up and put them down. He lifts things up and puts them down. Appreciate you, Bandy. Oh, snap is right. Good job for you tonight. Appreciate you. 
You can find them on 4th and Flex. Go follow them. We're also putting that up on YouTube as well, so make sure you check that out. All right. So, Justin, let me ask you a question, and I'm, I apologize. I've been a bad host tonight. I didn't bring my pen to mark down the games, and we had to jump over. Did I ask you about Buffalo and the Jets yet? Not yet. Okay, well, let's get into now. that one. Uh, yeah, let's get into that one. Buffalo, Buffalo and the Jets. Yeah, this isn't much to talk about here, but the, uh, against fantasy QBs are third, running back fifth, against receivers 14th, and against tight ends are sixth. Obviously, that's Buffalo. Jets, though, surprisingly – Eighth versus QBs, thirteenth versus running backs, eighth versus receivers, and fourteenth versus tight ends. Who you like and don't like? Well, I know that you still can't believe that you're zero and one against the Jets this year, but I like the Jets' tight end, Tyler Conklin. That's just about it. <laughs> Everybody else is uh, not really a play in this one. Um, Tyler Conklin last week showed what giving him a good amount of target share can do, and that's two touchdowns. Uh, Garrett Wilson maybe can show up. Maybe he can't. He seems to break out once every six weeks. So he's on a strong pace for a slump next four or five weeks. And then Zach Wilson, who wants to rely on Zach Wilson? I know I said go rely on Zach Wilson this year, but. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You know, at this point, we're starting to learn that Zach Wilson might not be the guy for uh, the Jets, and I don't see him throwing. For now we're learning that we didn't learn it on draft much. night. I, 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 I was learning. Hey, everybody's got a future on draft night, Nick. Everybody's got a future on draft night. Thing. You just weren't listening. All right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> he still uh, throw for 354 yards, bud. Um, and so, you know, I'm going to go with this. Josh Allen is going to have a redemption game on this one. And he's going to throw for four touchdowns. And he's just going to absolutely blow out the Jets. And then as far as the running backs go, I, I don't know. I don't want to put too much into Naheem Hines. Um, he could have a good game. It could be a good welcoming game as far as like him getting like one or two receptions for a touchdown. That'd be nice. I mean, that could be 11 points in PPR. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> hey, it's trade market. It's good right. stuff. Um, yeah. And yeah, then as far as receivers, play them all. Just play them all. Gabriel Davis is going to be going downfield all day long. Yeah, I mean, you, so anybody on the Jets side you like or no? Yeah, I said Tyler Conklin. Oh, you Were did. You that was it. Okay, that's right. That's started. <laughs> My bad. I was like, yeah, I don't know anybody else I like either. All right. James Robinson could be interesting, though. Maybe he – Never mind. All right, let's go to Nick on the next one. The Rams at the Bucks. Rams, they are 11th versus QBs, 8th versus running backs, 17th versus receivers, and 5th versus tight ends. Tampa, 19th versus QB, 6th versus running back, 10th versus receiver, and 25th versus tight end. What say you guys you like and don't like? Well, I bet you Fox is happy to have this game on at 4 425. It's the, it's the only thing on Fox at 4 425. Tune in. Uh, holy crap. This is, this has been, this is a dumpster fire game. This is, this is not the game that they signed up for. Um, 
Matthew Stafford won top 10 this week. The second week against Atlanta, it seems, seems, seems like everyone has their game of the season against Atlanta or Baltimore. Uh, he, he was 10th and he was 20.9. Um, Cooper Cup, he'll play and you'll play him. And, um, that's it. That's the only Rams worth, worth playing. Uh, you can't play Daryl Henderson. Can't put him on the field. Um, Ben Skaronic might get you three, three receptions. Allen Robinson. Uh, I'm going to look for him on a milk carton. I don't know where the hell he went. Um, as far as the buck side, they're, they're slim pickings over there too. Uh, Brady had two top tens, uh, week four against Kansas City. He had 25 points. He came in a fourth. And again, week five against Atlanta, everybody's redheaded stepchild. Um, he had, he came in at seventh with 19.7. Um, Fournette, Fournette's, up and down, up and down. If he he's he ain't running the ball, that's for sure. Yeah, right now he's on a slope. Um, he does all his attack in the air. Again, week five, he was num- number two against Atlanta, uh, 25.9. And week six, I even forgot who the hell he played, but he was a six running back and um, 16.1. We don't count net uh, air yards there, uh, Bandy. Sorry. Um <laughs> The only receiver, because Godwin is out, uh, is Mike Evans. And he's, and he's been terrible this year. Really, he's, he's had one, one top 10, uh, and he came in at number one with 22.3 points PPR. Um, it's just, it's just been a total dumpster fire for, for both these franchises this year. They, they got old. Um, the Rams got fat because of the Super Bowl and Tim Bay just got old. It's just, it is what it is. So, there's a, there's the guys that I like and everyone else I didn't mention. I don't. It's um now I know it's not the game they signed up for. No. However, it's still very interesting because whomever loses that really is like I don't want to say done, but they're like not looking good for the rest of the season. Um so it's an interesting game to say the least. I, I think both these teams are going to come out um firing all cylinders, cylinders quite frankly. All right, let's finish the weekly breakdown. We're going to do our DFS after this, but let's talk about the Monday Nighter with DJ. Baltimore at New Orleans. Baltimore against quarterbacks is 25th. Running backs 11th. Receivers 28th. 18th versus tight ends. New Orleans 15th versus the quarterback. 10th versus running back. 25th versus receiver. And 2nd versus tight end. Give me some guys you like and don't like. It kind of sucks for the Ravens because you go against the team that's really that bad against receivers. The problem is you don't have any receivers. Your one receiver is 38 years old and has yet to actually play with you yet. So I, there's not a whole lot for the Ravens I feel comfortable with. Obviously, Lamar is Lamar every week. Maybe Isaiah likely just because they kind of play him in the slot and move him around a little bit more. Maybe that can, quote-unquote, cancel out the being bad against tight ends. But there's just not a whole lot on the Ravens' offense I like. And then for the Saints – the Ravens defense, as the Dolphins know very well from that fourth quarter, there's a lot of holes that can be capitalized on it as well. That being said, the Saints have everybody's broken right now. Michael Tom, Mike Thomas has played three games in three years now. I do like Chris Olave because for some reason the, the Ravens defense just lets people get behind them at random points, and I think Chris Olave and Andy Dalton will take care of that. Alvin Kamara, I think he's starting to catch stride, and the Ravens aren't they haven't shown the ability to really slow, stop it, stop running back. So Alvin Kamara is nice as well, but there's not a whole lot for either team that I'm really loving this week just due to injuries and the matchups they're going against. But I'll take a lot to get loose just 
like one random deep touchdowns, Marcus Peters is standing still. Might be heading in early on a Monday night um, as that one doesn't look like an ideal fun matchup, but I guess you never know for sure. All right. Well, it's that time. We're going to end the show with our ultimate DFS lineup. All right, I did not bring my tank top out in the back porch tonight, so unfortunately I can't go full wrestler tonight, sadly. So let's start with Justin first. Give me your ultimate DFS light up. You just got to get the pull-away suits, so then it just... (laughs) You'd be like Party Boy, but it's a tank top underneath. So uh, my ultimate DFS lineup. Oh, yeah. Get it started with Aaron Rodgers at $5,900. You know, you guys have been echoing it. You know, this Packers offense needs to get going. And if it doesn't, then they they can fall behind the Bears this week. And I think that's the biggest slap in the face to any cheese head is falling behind the Bears. So I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers in the get-right game at a cheap price, under 6000 I think it's a it's the perfect price point for a guy who's going against a team that he has notoriously gotten right with before in the past. Antonio Gibson, here's another one. 5,500. Do you guys know that Antonio Gibson out-snapped Brian Robinson last week? Brian Robinson was only on the field for 24% of the snaps. Uh, Antonio Gibson handled 50, 47% of it. Um, he's getting the, the targets. Brian Robinson gets zero targets. Um, he's getting rushing work. He's getting the red zone work. I'm loving Antonio Gibson at this cheap price. Doubling down on the Packers. I doubled down last week on the Dolphins, and it panned out for me. So this week, I'm going to double, triple myself down on the Packers. Aaron Jones, I think he's going to have a great week against a very weak Detroit Lions rush defense. And then that transitions right into Romeo Dubs, who dubbed himself the number one guy with Alan Lazard out last week. And, you know, I think if Alan Lazard stays out this week, we're going to see another big showing from Romeo Dubes. Um, and then DeAndre Hopkins. With two ends. I mean, this man is just – what's up? I no. said with two ends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, with DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins is my most expensive piece here, but it's for good reason. I mean, this guy gets – 14 targets every single week. Kyler Murray hyper-targets him, finds him everywhere on the field. It's the first reaction is to look for DeAndre Hopkins. I think if there's anybody to hyper-target this week, it's DeAndre Hopkins against this uh, Seattle defense. Joshua Palmer, um, I love the flex on that one. Joshua Palmer is phenomenal this week. No Mike Williams, no Keenan Allen for sure. All it is is Austin Eckler, Justin Herbert, Joshua Palmer. Let's go all day long. And then I'm going to go with the homer pick for the coop. The commission himself said Raheem Mostert. I love the play. Um, the one thing that the Bears can't slow down is the run game. And what does Raheem Mostert love to do? He loves to get the, find those openings and blaze it for the end zone. Loving that play. Uh, Robert Tunyon quadrupling down. What? I just love Packers right now. Go Pack, go. <laughs> Robert Tunyon 
looking at him to possibly score a touchdown this week. And like as I said before, 10 points is all you need for a tight end to be a tight end one. 3,800, I think he has the ability to get 10 points this week. And then Bucks versus the Rams. So the Rams, you know, Nick was talking about it. Was it Nick or was it uh, DJ? I'm sorry. Either way. <laughs> Nick. The right. Bucks. Somebody needs to get right in this game, and I think it's the Bucks. They're the healthiest of the squads, and their defense has not fully fallen apart. But guess what? Matthew Stafford has taken seven sacks in two games this year. I think this will be the third. I think the Bucks at 3,000 is a steal. And nobody would have expected the Bucks to be at 3,000 this late in the season, but go get them while they are. Yeah, indeed. Like a lot of questions. Like we, you're just talking about the Rams. Like you know, how high was everybody on Cam Akers coming to this year? Crazy yeah. enough. Nick, you ready for your ultimate DFS lineup? Oh, you must be on mute because I can't hear you, and I can hear see your mouth moving. Okay, there we go. Cool. So, uh, I went with Joe Burrow this week um, at six six hundred. He's he's playing a week. Carolina defense. I uh, took Miles Sanders last night. Pay, it paid off for me. Uh, Aaron Jones, 7,400. I, again, if he can outperform against the Detroit Lions, uh, he's, he's going to be on the, he's, he's going to be on the trade block for somebody soon. Uh, I got T Higgins this week doubling down on, on the bungholes. Uh, I got McCole Harbin. He he is he is my he is my diamond in the rough. I hope he he pays off this week, continues that streak. Devin Duvernay, uh, there is nobody else, literally almost nobody else on that Ra- Ravens offense that that can run the ball, and they like to give uh, the ball to uh, Duvernay on uh, jet sweeps down down in the end uh, down the goal line area. So I'm gonna take him. I got Gerald Everett, which I which I did not want to press send, but I had to. So Gerald Everett, because he's the, only, he's the main option right now for the Chargers against the Atlanta Falcons. Zach Ertz, I hope he outperforms Dallas Goddard because I played Goddard last. I uh, played Ertz instead of Goddard last night. Mm. Mm. Well, since well, since Goddard hasn't gotten in the end zone yet, and and it hasn't say. gotten double digits. Um, you know, hey, and then uh, my bargain, bargain, bargain basement. Uh, I went with the Indianapolis Colts against New England this week on defense. One would say Gertz, Ertz over Goddard is why you're two and six. All right, let's no, go it's to, not. Let's go to DJ. <laughs> Give me your ultimate. I haven't won a toilet out. bowl yet. <laughs> All right, so I'm starting off with America's team's quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa. I think the Bears' defense, they've clearly shown they are not going to try very hard on defense. It's your trading way, Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn. They don't have a lot of speed on defense either, and that's one thing that the Dolphins have in abundance, so I think they're going to get loose. I think they're going to find a lot of openings. I look for Tua to have a one of those classic Tua games that he's had this year as long as he stays healthy throughout it. So I like Tua, the quarterback. Running back, I went with Ramondre Stevenson. Because Damian Harris is questionable and the Colts run defense is shaky at best. And I think they're going to spend a lot of time on the field because that offense is going to be stuck in quicksand. So I think just from pure volume and it might take 30 carries, but I can see Stevenson getting a, getting a hundred and some change and maybe a touchdown. I'm also going with Kenneth Walker because the Seattle offense is clicking on all cylinders. 
Arizona's defense isn't the best against running backs, and Kenneth Walker has shown to have a nose for the end zone since he took over that starting job. Even last week when he doesn't have the high volume of carries or yards, he does have a way to he does have a, the ability to cross the goal line in some way, shape, or form. I think we'll see him used as a receiver this week a little bit more too. Receivers, I mentioned when we talked about the Ravens Saints, I like Chris Olave because that's pretty much the only option they have right now. And the Ravens do like to give up deep bomb plays. I think Olave is making a strong case for rookie of the year, both fantasy and non-fantasy as well, too. Terry McLaurin with Washington. Say what you want about Taylor Heineke, but for some reason, him and Terry McLaurin have a pretty good connection in their limited time together as well. And Minnesota ranks towards the bottom against receivers, so I think that means Terry McLaurin's going to eat. And kind of doubling down with Seattle, DK Metcalf, he'll find a way to get in the end zone as well, too. Seattle, I think Seattle's going to get plenty of opportunities on offense. For the flex, I went with the newly acquired Neem Hines. I think he's also going to be doing punt returning duties too. So maybe he can find a way to spring one randomly. So give me Naeem Hines is kind of a – taking a reach, taking a flyer, I guess, for the flex spot as well. I got Robert Tunyon at tight end as well because I think he's – I think there's just going to be a lot of room for him as well. I think that, I think everyone's going to eat. If they not everybody eats on Green Bay, then it's a little bit disappointing. And then for the defense, I went to the bargain basement. I went with the Falcons. Everyone has a career day against them, but – Everybody on Justin Fields' team is, or excuse me, Justin Herbert's team is injured at this point. So I think, and their offense lacks a lot of creativity and they don't block very well this year. So I think just due to the pure injury report, I think the Falcons can find, can shut them down a little bit. And the Chargers still can't stop the run, and the Falcons will run the ball even when they're down 28 to nothing to the Bengals. So I think they will shorten the game up a whole lot as well. Gotta love it. I like that Falcons as a sneaky play with the injuries um, to her, uh, to the receiving squad at Chargers. So I like that. Let's go to my DFS lineup. I also went with Aaron Rodgers. I think that price for him against Detroit, um, who was 30th against quarterbacks, is just spot on. You can't get no better than that. Travis Etienne, um, I kind of spent up, I guess, a little bit. Most of my money went on the running backs. Travis Etienne, I love the matchup against the Raiders, who are 27th against um, running backs. Um, you know, he's going to get off. He's been getting off every freaking game he's he's been on, so I like him. Kenneth Walker, you guys have, have alluded to all the great things he's done so far this season. Gotta love him. Josh Palmer, all of us love him, seems to be this week. But again, it's for obvious reasons. He is the only target there. So he's a guy that I like to go for. Terry McLaurin, man, he's been hot as of late. So I do like him. I know you brought up Curtis Samuel earlier, DJ. But Terry McLaurin seems to be the guy that um, they like to throw to right now. So again, be the hot hand. I'll ride with it. Going also with um, the Joe Burrow connection with Tyler Boyd. Um, again, which one of the guys is going to go off this week? We just don't know. So I'll just go ahead and ride it with Boyd. Um, Carolina, they're 19th against fantasy receivers. And by the way, Minnesota, they're 24th uh, for that Terry Scary matchup too. Raheem Moster without a T. Talked about him earlier being my homer pick this week. Um, they are 28th against freaking running back. So I love it. Isaiah Likely, I think, is the smash start at tight end this week. Um, I talked about it earlier with no uh, Bateman, with possibly no Andrews. I mean, he saw a ton of targets last week. Um, and that was, you know, again, they put him in the slot. They put him everywhere. Love Isaiah Likely as your tight end. And he's very, very cheap. And I spent up a little on the defense because what better matchup than go to the easiest one of the week? Bills at those fruitless Jets. I got to love it. All right, guys. Well, we're going to head out for the evening. want to appreciate our boy DJ and all of our guests coming, or excuse me, all of our commenters coming in tonight. 
DJ, I feel like though you still we still got to bring you back to play face Jordan. I think maybe Jordan was running a little scared tonight. I think I see why. So so Jordan's got to come back, and we got to bring DJ back for this true showdown. But next week we got a tag team match between Patriot Sports Radio has been on our show before, and uh, Fourth and Flex. So we're gonna have a tag team feud next Friday. Don't forget to send your lineup questions. We'll be here to answer them. Sunday morning, along with um, uh, along with our all of the rest of our crew, I can't even remember everybody right now because it's late on a Friday night. So I'm gonna get on out of here. We appreciate you guys, and we are out. We're on a mission. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.